0: So we are 13 days out from one of the biggest elections of our lifetime. And to me, and I believe to a large majority of the country, a large part of the American people, I believe, after today, understand what party, what person has the best interest of the American people at hand. Now, Donald J. Trump. I've been preaching this since 2015. When he came down the escalator, he had one goal in mind, one thing only that he wanted to accomplish. And he had various ways and steps and methods of going about accomplishing that goal. But the one goal was to make America great again through negotiating new trade deals, through giving money where it needed to be given, through building a border wall on our southern border so that drugs and illegals don't flood over into our country and forget about you know our laws and our sovereignty as the united states but donald trump the support for donald trump we see it it's in front of our very eyes every single night that he does a rally now I'm going to give you a little uh, secret here that the mainstream media they can't stop talking about. That is COVID. Okay, the American people are sick and tired of hearing about COVID. The American people have taken the appropriate steps. The government, you know, at first, think about this. Said 15 days to slow the spread. Well, the American people were smart. They were safe. They cared about each other. I watched it with my own eyes. They, you know, we we wore masks. We, uh, you know, some people wore gloves. The uh, or, or order about social distancing. Well, people stayed six feet away from each other. Small businesses came out and, you know, had different. Sort of like little circles that they uh, put on the ground, I mean you see them everywhere with you know, please be mindful of social distancing and stay six feet away and signs on shops and stores and businesses saying, you know, please you wear a mask when you come in. The American people have gone through hell this country 's gone through hell as far as covid nineteen goes. They know at this point in time we like we 're experienced in how to deal how to live with COVID-19 we are still wearing masks to this very day we're still saying staying six feet away from uh, one another you know restaurants aren't uh, operating at full capacity there's half menus at restaurants or half menus at bars you know if you're in a bar or a restaurant you're, you're if you're standing up you're wearing the mask but as soon as you sit down you know you can you can take the mask off which to me never really added up but that's the way that the government you know the and and by the way the government that we elected you know elections have consequences though by the way Barack Hussein Obama is out on the campaign trail today we'll get into oh lord just how that went in uh in Philly and uh. I, this it's just so weird seeing the cars driving up this whole drive in rally thing is just beyond cringeworthy. It's weird. It's strange. Donald Trump would never do it. But that's all the Democrats have at this point in time. But anyway, that comes later um, in the program. So stand by for that. Um, but anyway, so back to COVID. Uh, so the American people, they don't want to ram down their throats anymore. But the mainstream media is running with this narrative about COVID-19 because that's the only thing that Joe Biden and Kamala Harris and the whole of the Democrat Party has to run on. They don't have anything else. The president has been through Russia. He's been through the Mueller report. He's been through Stormy Daniels. He's been through uh, impeachment. He's been through an, uh, the Atlantic running a fake story again using anonymous sources, you know, like the uh, New York, the New Yorker magazine, and um, the uh, New York Times running with anonymous sources. I mean, there's been so much quote anonymous sourcing all through the Trump administration. It, it, you've never seen anything like it before. But you know what? Donald Trump has fought. Through all of it, every single thing that the media, that the never Trump Republicans, uh, that the Democrats have thrown at him, that Biden's thrown at Donald Trump, that Harris has thrown at Donald Trump, that debate moderators have thrown at Donald Trump. He has always come out stronger. This is a man on a mission. I compare it to your star player. You know, Republicans need to rally around Donald Trump at this point in time. If, if, if Republicans are serious about saving this country and wanting to ensure that Chuck Schumer, and Schumer is coming right up, I promise, that Chuck Schumer doesn't get power, that he doesn't, and that this is everything that he wants to do. This isn't me saying this. This is the Democrats' platform. They want to end the legislative filibuster. On top of that, they want to give statehood to Puerto Rico and D.C. And, and, and did anyone, you know, are, are states going to vote on that? Or or is Chuck Schumer just going to snap his fingers and all of a sudden Puerto Rico and D.C. have statehood, giving them four more Democrat senators? Um, and, and, and as well, I mean, he wants to rip up the Constitution. He wants to pack the Supreme Court and he wants to end the Electoral College, I mean, you know, you got, we got reporting and um, the New Republic that came out. The Constitution is the crisis, urging Democrats to pack the Supreme Court and, and, and don't feel bad when they do it either. I This is how insane, how unhinged and how crazy the left is now. And today, as far as Schumer goes, as far as the Democrats go, they have yet again reached a new low. Here's the headline in CNBC. Senate Democrats block GOP's $500 billion coronavirus aid bill as Pelosi and Mnuchin talks continue. Again. Again. Again the democrats say that they care about the american people this is what you can liken it to think of small businesses that are going about think of think as though that we're on a we're on a high mountain up in the air all right very very high up and small businesses are are going about their day they're 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 uh, imagine them being positioned at the end of a cliff and this thing comes swooping by and just clatters into small businesses of our country, that being called coronavirus, and knocks them off the cliff at the point where they are just hanging on. Some have fallen over the cliff. You got Republicans who are reaching a hand out, but now remember, because of the, uh, that you need 60 votes to pass the bill, that um republicans only at this point i can outstretch one arm they need the democrats to stretch their arm out grab onto small businesses pull them back up over the cliff they are hanging on but as republicans put grab onto small businesses to try to get them back over the cliff democrats are pushing them back down you know small businesses and real American families that are hurting that are out of jobs that have put their whole life into their business they are they're they're begging they're pleading for aid for help and Chuck Schumer and the Senate Democrats could care less about them what's Chuck Schumer focused on Schumer says he and Dianne Feinstein had a serious talk after barrett hearings that's what chuck schumer is so focused on right now how dare how dare diane feinstein give a hug to lindsey graham i you know you, we want unity right we want to we want to come together we want congress to be able to pass a bill that helps out our our you know whether it be our family whether it be our neighbors whether it be friends the you know this is all one American family the president said to Savannah Guthrie last week when he was for all intents and purposes in the in a debate with her, and he said you know L- listen we're on the same side you know we're, we're in this together and all the Democrats want to do is attack Republicans and bloody up republicans so and and they don't want to pass a bill i mean think about that when it comes to relief for the american people democrats don't want to act now it's one thing if they can't stand donald trump i would urge them to work with donald trump of course they won't though but this isn't about politics this it's it's downright immoral what the democrats are doing and pelosi who wants to pass a deal for $2 trillion so that she can add liberal wishless funding in there is just as disgusting as the Senate Democrats blocking the Republicans' bill again. I mean, it's it's this isn't the first time they've done this. <clears throat> they don't care about the American people. They don't care about American small businesses. At this point in time, they care more about China than they do our own country. Now, I for one, I'm getting real frustrated not only with the Senate Democrats, but with I and I hope that this is going to come after the election, but we need to hold China accountable for what they did. Every single person that's been infected by coronavirus, that's been affected that has a family member or a friend that they know that has gotten sick from this thing, that you know, uh, God forbid that they've died uh from coronavirus this is all china's fault it's all from china if you want to be mad at someone be as angry as you can be at president xi of china this country stands up to dictators this country stands up to a communist regime in china that just wiped out 200 and, and who knows what the actual number is we know that the cdc you know says only six percent have actually died from coronavirus the other had pre the other 94 percent had pre-existing conditions or something wrong with them but either way one person uh, as the president rightfully points out is is one more than should be dead from coronavirus but it's all china's fault hold president xi accountable we need to reelect Donald Trump for that reason and that reason alone. Now, there's plenty of other things about Joe Biden that that just completely disqualify this man from being president of the United States. Now, as um tomorrow is he going to be asked about his uh you, his son's Ukraine dealings and Russia dealings and China do, do, do we really think that Kristen Welker from as the president points out concast do you think that she's gonna you know she was caught telling a democrat what what she was going to uh to ask them uh, this is a liberal democrat she's not gonna bring it up um and i'm imploring the president to and to do it early um as well but we'll get more into uh the debate preview um in a few minutes time so here's the story from cnbc senate democrats blocked republicans attempt to pass a 500 billion dollar coronavirus stimulus bill wednesday as house speaker nancy pelosi and treasury secretary uh steve mnuchin make a last ditch push to strike a relief deal before the 2020 election i at this point in time i really don't think it's coming i'm gonna be honest that congress has politicized coronavirus from the very beginning, we said, you know, please don't, please don't politicize coronavirus. Why don't we just come together and get through this? And then we can, we can, we can argue about politics all we want, but they did it. That's how it. it I literally am. I, it's immoral. There, there, there's no other word to describe it other than immoral. And, 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 and the thing is, that you're going to have the mainstream this is this is always the trouble that Republicans face and have to deal with. The Republicans are always two to one down because it's not only the Democrats that they're battling, but they're also battling the mainstream media. Something needs to be done about this 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 freedom of the press because the press are out of control at this point in time. They don't even care about asking Joe Biden about his son's shady dealings in Ukraine and in Russia and China, who, by the way, are no fans of the United States. Hunter Biden profiting, profiting off of selling access to Joe Biden. And what does Biden get asked? What flavor milkshake are you having? It's unbelievably dishonest. The, the bias in our media is, is beyond ridiculous. So the GOP tried to advance its bill similar to one Democrats opposed last month. The measure failed in a 51 to 44 party line vote falling short of the 60 votes needed. The stalemate in the Senate extends months of gridlock on Capitol Hill as millions of of Americans trying to afford food and housing and keep their businesses open await more federal aid during an economic crisis. Election year politics have jarred the legislative process as new COVID-19 infections in the U.S. reach levels unseen in weeks uh now uh schumer by the way this this is what this was schumer's excuse for making sure the bill doesn't pass chuck schumer senate minority leader chuck schumer called the republican plan partisan and emma listen e-m-a-c-i-a-t-e-d listen you get that it's partisan and divisive as far as um schumer says now you know phil board is no good at pronouncing words uh so that's what Schumer is saying, that the Republicans' bill, and, and it's, it's a Senate bill, by the way, okay, the Republicans control the Senate. Why can't Chuck Schumer get that through his head? Americans need relief right now. This is no time to play politics. Yet that's exactly what the Senate Democrats led to by Chuck Schumer have done you know the, the, it, it, it. it's incredible to me the the only word I can use is completely and utterly immoral Chuck Schumer doesn't care about the American people he never has he never will he cares about power he cares about destroying our Constitution that's how much of a disgrace this man is to our country Mitch McConnell Senate Democrats just used the filibuster, which they say they dislike, to kill another coronavirus relief package. Unemployment benefits, PPP, testing, vaccines, school funding, protections for people with pre-existing conditions. Every Democrat just voted to block it. Um, And uh, earlier he was warning, he said, well, we'll see if Democrats use that filibuster to kill the bill. And what did they do? They killed it. You know, they, I I have no words for these Senate Democrats anymore. And so sticking with the Senate Democrats, and then I got to uh, we got to move on to Kamala Harris. Um, this is what the Democrats... Oh, and Schumer. Um, I th- believe there's another quote by Schumer. Yeah. So um, uh, we'll get to that in the Iran briefing um, part. And uh, so here's the story. This is out of Politico today. Now Politico left-wing as can be no fan of the republican party no fan of trump no fan of conservatives senate democrats to boycott barrett's judiciary committee vote on thursday senate democrats plan to boycott supreme court nominee amy coney barrett's judiciary committee vote thursday in an act of protest senate minority leader chuck schumer announced on wednesday We will not grant this process any further legitimacy by participating in a committee markup of this nomination just 12 days before the culmination of an election that is already underway. Now, tomorrow, the Senate Judiciary Committee is set to vote at 1 p.m. to advance Barrett's nomination to the floor. Senate Majority Leader Mitch McConnell said this week that the Senate will hold a final vote on Barrett's nomination on Monday. Now, the boycott won't prevent Barrett's nomination from moving ahead, with Republicans on the committee vowing to confirm her. The Senate Judiciary Chairman, that being Lindsey Graham, said that is a choice they are making. I believe it does a disservice to Judge Barrett, who deserves a vote, up or down. So again, this is just the Democrats whining. This is the Democrats playing politics, uh, before an election to to make a to make a scene. That's all they're basically doing. Remember Pelosi, the State of the Union, ripping up the president's speech. It was a total and complete publicity stunt. That's exactly what this is, um, as well. Now Politico has um a poll out, by the way, and you know that we don't cover polls very often. Uh, PJW. But voters were asked whether the Senate should vote to confirm or vote not to confirm Judge Amy Coney Barrett's nomination to the Supreme Court. And a lot of people, you had 51% um, of the voters uh, saying that they should uh, confirm Coney Barrett. Independence, 44% of the uh, voters. And by the way, listen, this, so this is this is why I don't cover polls. So this this gives you context behind it. You ready? Polls surveyed roughly 2,000 registered voters. That's it. That's that. That's what you get from polls. You get 1,000 to 2,000 people. It's it's it. That's got nothing to do with the whole country. I you know, you give you put 2,000 voters that are taking the poll that are willing to do it. Well, I'll show you, you know, 4,000 people that. Are conservatives that aren't going to take this poll that still would vote to confirm Amy Coney Barrett? And by the way, uh, hint, hint, on election day, those 4,000 voters to the 2,000 uh, regi- uh, voters that are taking the poll that aren't going to take the poll, the 4,000, they're going to come out and they're going to vote for Donald J. Trump. So independents, forty-four percent of them said that the Senate should confirm it. Now, thirty-two. Listen to this now. Thirty-two percent of the Democrats said they should confirm uh, Amy Coney Barrett, and seventy-nine. I mean, overwhelming majority of Republicans. Seventy-nine percent of Republicans said that um, Amy Coney Barrett should be confirmed to the Supreme Court. And again, let me reiterate: that's political. They are no fan of the president. If they can make the president look bad, they're going to take that shot and do it. Now, let me get into the president because the crowd size that I just saw at Gastonia, North Carolina, is just unbelievable. It's a crowd that Barack Hussein Obama... Didn't get today in Philly. It's a crowd that only Joe Biden could dream of getting. It was just massive. It was a bunch of and 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 this is what you always see: the supporters at the president's rally. They love the president. They make it known. I saw it with my own eyes. They the chant "We love you." When have you ever heard someone chant "We love you" at a politician? But the thing with Donald Trump again. He's not a Washington career established politician. Donald Trump was a businessman that saw problems with this country, that saw Barack Hussein Obama and Joe Biden running this country into the ground and thought, you know what, I can't let this happen. This country has given me so much, I myself feel obligated to give back to this great country. That's exactly what he's done and the American people respond to it. The American people hear Donald Trump. They love Donald Trump. And make no mistake about it, on November 3rd, they're going to come out and show that support by voting for Donald J. Trump. Now compare the crowd size in North Carolina, in in Gastonia, North Carolina to the crowd-sized Kamala Harris got today in Asheville. It was, and I'm not kidding you, and if you watch the video, you can see it for your own eyes. There was literally 8 to 10 people. That is it. That you know, Compare 30,000 people wanting to go and see the president to 10. To 10 people going to see who is by all means, if Biden gets elected, the president in waiting, uh, Kamala Harris. Now, uh, AO and Kamala Harris's husband has in uh, a way let the cat out of the bag because um, and I'm not sure if I uh, put in the notes today, but he was out um, campaigning. And he just, for some reason, and you know, like I said, it sort of, it seems like to me that at this point in time, it's, it's, it's not a mistake anymore that this is the plan and they're kind of letting it slip. He says, I, I, I," all ecstatic, ecstatic, by the way, all excited. I'm married to the next president of the United States. Well, I thought I, for me, I thought it was Joe Biden who's at the top of the ticket. I got, I guess uh, that's wrong. I mean, we even heard Troy Aikman. The old NFL, well now the MFL uh football quarterback. This doesn't happen on a on a on a Kamala Biden ticket again, putting Kamala Harris ahead of Joe Biden. But you know, these these eight people, this ten people uh coming out to see Kamala, I guess I guess they share that same enthusiasm. Uh Biden, by the way, still uh is hidden in his basement. He's not coming out. Um, but he released this video. Um, today, which which shows how he feels um, about the country, and it is just sick and disgusting. Now, Jim Jordan, and we'll get to that uh, over the course of the program. Representative Jim Jordan, congressman from Ohio, five facts confirm the Biden emails. Number one, the director of national intelligence, John Radcliffe, says it's not Russian disinformation. Number two, the FBI says it's not. You hear I said either, that was weird. Ah, you know. Number two, the FBI says it's not Russian disinformation. Number three, Jim Jordan says his staff has confirmed they are authentic. Number four, the Bidens haven't denied the story. And number five, Hunter Biden signed the drop slip. So anytime you hear the mainstream media say or big tech, well, we can't we can't go through with the story because we can't verify it. Well, really? because there's five different ways that all this stuff that's coming out that and it and, and, and it by the way it is hunter biden's laptop i mean come on it's right in front of our very eyes the media are covering for joe biden um and like i said i am just i am just the president has to bring it up and bring it up early too and i'll explain um why, as well. But anyway, I have to stick with uh, the director of national intelligence, John Radcliffe, because he and the FBI just called this impromptu, sort of out of nowhere meeting about uh, election interference, and <laughs> you, you'll see that that there that there's something. There's a country in this list that is not listed, and to me, it's not adding up. But here, let me give you the headline. DNI Radcliffe FBI say Iran so far away Russia attempting to interfere with 2020 election Russia and Iran are attempting to influence the 2020 elections and have obtained some voter registration information Uh, that was according to the director of national intelligence John Radcliffe he noted that both nations had taken specific actions to influence voters opinions. He noted that the registration information they obtained could be used to confuse voters through false communication. The Iranian interference that's been discovered has been designed to incite social unrest and damage the president. This data can be used by foreign actors to attempt to communicate false information to registered voters that they hope will cause confusion, sow chaos, and undermine your confidence in American democracy. To that end, we have already seen Iran so far away sending spoofed emails designed to intimidate voters, incite social unrest and damage President Trump. You may have seen some, of, some reporting on this in the last 24 hours, or you may have even been one of the recipients of those emails. Uh, he's also saying that Iran is distributing other content to include a video that implies that individuals could cast fraudulent ballots even from overseas, the video and any claims about such alleged fraudulent ballots are not true. Now, I'm like, okay, so Russia and Iran, all right, you're worried about them interfering with our election. Now, this is, and Director Ray was there as well um, with the Director of National Intelligence, John Radcliffe. What happened to this, Christopher Ray? There's no country that presents a broader, more comprehensive threat to America's innovation, to our economic security, and to our democratic ideas than China. You might recall that he said that in the summertime. What has changed? Not a single thing. We're supposed to believe it's Russia and Iran so far away that are the the biggest ones that are influencing our election how about china how about china's coronavirus and what they the the world war without violence that they brought to the entire world 184 countries that 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 have been infected by coronavirus how about their ties to hunter biden but it's russia and iran that we're supposed to worry about you got to be kidding me. Now, there was more um, as far as the FBI goes. The laptop, now, this, and I want you to think about this. Think about the timing that the FBI had this laptop. Laptop connected to Hunter Biden linked to FBI money laundering probe. So there's more questions due to this laptop that belongs to Hunter Biden. The FBI's subpoena of a laptop and hard drive purportedly belonging to Hunter Biden came in connection with a money laundering um, probe. It's unclear at this point whether the investigation is ongoing or if it was directly related to Hunter Biden. Multiple federal law enforcement officials, as well as two separate government officials, confirmed the authenticity of of these documents which were signed by fbi special agent joshua wilson one of these documents obtained by fox news was designated as an fbi receipt for property which details the bureau's interactions with john paul mac isaac he's the owner of the mac shop he's the one that got hunter biden's laptop who reported the laptop's contents to authorities according to multiple officials and the fbi's website um, there's this, this 272 which is the Bureau's um, classification for money wa- um, laundering uh, refers to it refers to money laundering um, unknown spe- uh, specified unlawful activity white collar crime program and one government uh, official described it as transnational or uh, blanket so y- y- there is so much to answer for here. Now we got a money laundering uh, FBI investigation with this laptop and you want to tell me it's not an October surprise? Joe Biden has a lot to answer for here and the campaign has yet to deny a single thing. But the problem, the problem is our dishonest media who refuse to hold this man accountable. Listen to this. CNN skipped the FBI's news conference revealing um, Iran and Russia's attempts to interfere with the election. While Fox News and MSDNC aired the remarks, uh, CNN, which heavily pushed the Russian collusion narrative though much uh, through much of the Trump presidency, continued with its regularly pro- scheduled programming only to then summarize the roughly seven-minute press conference in the final minutes of the ironically titled Out Front uh, with Aaron Burnett, who loathes Donald Trump. CNN has a history of skipping major news events. Last week, the anti-Trump network skipped multiple days of the Supreme Court confirmation hearing of Judge Amy Coney Barrett, prioritizing its coverage toward listen to this Democratic vice presidential nominee Kamala Harris. I mean it, it it's unbelievable. Now, um CNN itself, let me stick with CNN for a second because um Susan Lord Almighty Farrah Shio Okay, she's a, she's a Washington Washington Examiner gal. Uh chief congressional correspondent. Uh she listen to the headline Torches Brian Stelter for dismissing Hunter Biden news defending Russia coverage. Now they got into it. They were on this program. Uh BBC Radio 4's the media show. This is what um Ferrisio I mean, like I said, I, how do you pronounce it? You, you tell me. Um, so she was just she was outraged as as far as Brian Stelter goes, and I loved every second of it she says to him right she says oh you know you know brian you you guys on cnn uh you guys just ran with the russian collusion narrative and um she he was trying to defend himself saying you know n- n- news i know for a fact that 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 newsrooms vet this kind of stuff and he says you know that uh social media companies aren't even doing one-tenth of what they should be doing well to to limit free speech you know anytime you hear the effort and this is always in the effort to stop the spread of misinformation well guess what misinformation is protected by the first amendment congress shall make no law respecting an establishment of religion or prohibiting the free exercise thereof or abridging the freedom of speech or of the press my god or the right of the people peaceably to assemble and to petition no, I'll just finish it and to petition the government for redress of grievances well that means that misinformation even hate speech is protected under the First Amendment if Americans are smart enough they're intelligent enough to know what misinformation is and what isn't they know what's a lie and what isn't a lie they don't need the twitter box and the facebook telling them what is and what isn't you know that's not what we do in this country we don't limit freedom of speech because once we start doing that then we have real trouble and if you want this to continue then vote for joe biden i don't i want big tech held accountable for the so-called slowing the spread of misinformation. I want there to be misinformation out there. I want the American people to make up their own minds. Who is Brian Stelter on CNN to tell you what's misinformation and what isn't? Everyone can make up their minds for themselves. This this plays into a bigger narrative, by the way, because the news anchors on CNN and MSDNC and NBC and uh, ABC and CBS, think they are smarter than you they think they're smarter than all of us as if they know what misinformation is and you don't well why because they're listening to democrat sources on the hill i mean they ran with adam schiff every single time adam schiff brought up russia 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 they ran back to it so uh my kudos Goes to uh, Susan uh, Fericio. She was saying, "Don't you dare! To, don't you dare! Don't you dare! Uh, me, because that's what he was saying. You know, don't you dare try to say um, that you know we didn't take this uh, Mueller uh, the this stuff seriously. You know, we don't know what's real and what is fake uh, in these emails." She said, "Yeah, but that doesn't stop anybody from reporting the Mueller and the dossier stuff." And she's absolutely right. He says, "I understand that you have a lot of resentment." Uh, she says. Oh, now we have ethics? Yeah, yeah, he says, how dare you? Don't you dare act like newsrooms didn't have ethics in 2017 and 2018. Oh, I know they didn't. Don't you dare me all you want, Brian. It's like a don't you dare fest, you know? I've been saying this for, I've been doing this for 30 years. She says, say whatever you want. It's my view and I have the right to say it. And she's absolutely right. Like I say, even misinformation is uh, protected in the um by the first amendment now barack hussein obama here he is he said that he said that hillary lost in 2016 because voters got lazy and complacent and stayed home due to the fact she was winning in the polls there you go how about that that's what barack hussein obama thinks about the American people. They're lazy, they're complacent. Uh, Biden's win- Hillary's winning the polls, so she'll, she'll win the election. Had nothing to do with polling firms not taking into account the silent majority that was out there, that was waiting to give a massive, you know, screw you to the federal government and to the mainstream media and to the Democrat Party and the eight-year-long nightmare that was Barack Hussein Obama and Joe Biden. You never take that into account ever i'm telling you folks. this silent majority who loves this country is going to come out bigger than ever before joe biden america was an idea he said he, he, he just dropped this on a yeah I, I guess he was doing a podcast or uh, something like that this is joe biden's exact quote i am not kidding you on this america was an idea We've never lived up to it. There you go. How about that? Joe Biden says America, and it might as well just be saying what Andrew Cuomo said, the governor of New York City, and that's about it. America was never that great. Well, Biden says we, we, America's an idea. We've never, ever lived up to it. So for your 47 years in Washington, D.C., this country's never been great. We've never lived up to the idea that America is a great, a fantastic country that guarantees freedom, that guarantees freedom of speech, that guarantees liberty and opportunities and everything you want if you want to live in an excellent country and live a fantastic life. Joe Biden, though, says we've never lived up to it. It's just unbelievable i would i encourage the president you know bring that up as well say biden doesn't think this country is that great he just said it now <clears throat> so tomorrow night is the second or uh, well third presidential debate obviously with the second one being canceled and i just want to lay out my preview of what i would say to the president bring this up in the debate now one of the criticisms of donald trump in the first presidential debate was that let and I heard this from multiple friends, let Biden hang himself. If Joe Biden is going to stutter, if Biden is going to fumble over his words, let him. Well, I say to them, the mute button might help Donald Trump. Now, why do I say that? I, I you know, people say this to me all the time. I like his policies. I just wish that sometimes he would shut his mouth. Well, you're, listen, you're going to get that tomorrow night. And if Biden starts forgetting and fumbling around with his words, it will be made to see for everybody. Now, Welker, Kristen Welker, who is the moderator, she'll probably get in there and try to help him. But people might see how easy it is that Biden forgets what he's talking about. Um. Now, I would say to the president, bring up hunter biden and bring up hunter biden early on in the debate joe biden gets visibly rattled when it comes to hunter biden now at this point in time we have overwhelming evidence of hunter's shading dealings and selling access to joe to profit off of his name and to the president you know that welker won't bring it up so it's on him to do her job for her So if he hits Biden with that early, that should rattle Joe Biden. And he definitely will not give a definitive answer um, on it. Uh, I would say to the president, simply ask the American people if they love this country or not. As we just went through, Joe saying this country as an idea, we've never lived up to that idea. Therefore, everyone who loves this country, loves their freedom, their liberty, their opportunity. Forget about it we again according to Joe. We're not that great of a country We've never lived up to the idea of America now. Who do you trust with the economy? 401k's think about this we're through the roof under the Trump administration They were nowhere near that under Barack Obama and Joe Biden not even close 95 million Americans were out of the labor force. The V-shaped recovery, by the way, uh, is coming together. If we elect Joe, we lose that. Just like Joe lost 10,000 factories in the eight years that he and Barack Obama ran this country. Donald Trump brought back 445,000 manufacturing jobs. Trump gave us the best economy. And you know what? He'll do it again. Biden gave us the worst economy ever and guess what? He will do it again. Now, my final closing arguments to the president. If if, if I were be to talk to him right before he goes on stage, I would say to him, "Mr. President, Joe Biden is against you. The moderator is against you. The Democrats are against you. The media is against you. Never Trump Republicans and the swamp mr. president are against you but you know what mr. president the American people are with you the people that love this country that love you that chant to you sir we love you we are with you and 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 we will continue to be with you all the way up until November 3rd of 2020 and hopefully pray to God knock on wood all the way for another four years um, until you know the president finishes his his hopefully eight years as forty-fifth president of the United States.